It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. Hey everybody, welcome back. WFO Radio, we are live. Live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on Twitter, live on Twitch. We're all over the place, baby. And we're going to be recapping the Mopar Express Lane NHRA Midwest Nationals presented by Pennzoil. Boy, that's a mouthful. And it was a race that was just chaotic and amazing. I was not there. I was watching on NHRA.TV all weekend long, and uh, it looked cold and it looked rough, and we're going to talk to the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt about it. In the end, Doug Coletta and Tommy Johnson Jr., the two Mellow Yellow Series category winners, Pro Stock and Pro Stock Motorcycle, did not run to conclusion. We'll talk all about that, the cold, the wind, all of these elements factoring in to just a crazy event that uh, Leah Pruitt crash, Alexis DeJoria, uh, Doug Engels, Phil Oakley, Kenny Delco. It was just uh, you know, a lot of torn up equipment. The good news is, though, that uh, the drivers were able to get out of the cars. We're going to talk about all of that here on WFO Radio. If you're an NHRA fan, we're coming down the stretch and uh, we are your place to keep up with the sport in addition to NHRA, of course, and all the great outlets that we partner with, Competition Plus, Drag Racing Edge, all the people who have been so helpful to WFO over the years. And uh, in our Facebook feed right now, uh, Doug Elwell was out at the Gator Nationals, took a lot of great photos, stock eliminator, super stock, Lucas Oil categories, everything, and we've got a lot of those photographs on display. So after this is all over, uh, you can peruse the WFO Radio Facebook page and uh, check it all out. It's WFO Radio, NHRA, Drag Racing, NASCAR, and Motorsports Podcast is the full length of the page. All right, want to tell you about the sponsors before we bring on WFO, and I want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Sanacor. You've heard this this name uh, related to the National Hot Rod Association and our big return to drag racing in Indianapolis. These are the packets and the sanitizer that were at the racetrack, and now they are available to you. So if you're a race team, if you're a shop owner, if you're a business owner, if you are a drag racing supporter and you're getting ready for cold and flu season, you want to keep your clients uh, healthy and certainly be in compliance with all the different rules and regulations, you're definitely going to want to go to SantaCoreUSA.com. This is Tony Shortall and some drag racers who have put together this business. It's 80% uh, ethyl alcohol, and it comes in these great little packets, which to me, you know, like to make the analogy of a ketchup packet, except you would never run ca- rub ketchup on your hands. Uh, this, they come in these portable packets. You can hand them out. You can keep it in your pocket when you need it, bust it open and use it. So SantaCoreUSA.com. Welcome to WFO Radio. If you're watching on Facebook, head on over to their Facebook page right now, facebook.com slash SantaCoreUSA. And we're going to be telling you a lot more about the folks at SantaCore. And I got to tell you, I fell in love with them up there in Indianapolis because wherever I looked, there was like a gallon pump and I felt confident and safe wherever I went. If there was any question, boom, do a pump, wipe it down, and that's the kind of confidence that everybody wants to get back to business here in 2020. Check them out. They got bundles with gallons and packets, all kinds of sales going on. Check them out. Santa Core. And really happy to bring on a brand new sponsor for the month of October. Also, Total Seal Piston Rings, longtime sponsor. 
TotalSeal.com, the leader in ring seal technology. Matt Hartford has advanced to the semifinals. Go to TotalSeal.com, check out their brand new website. And here's the deal. If you have an engine shop, if you build engines, if you're having an engine built, and also you watch and listen to WFO Radio Podcast, by now you should be eager and willing to find that hidden horsepower in your next combination. Go to TotalSeal.com. We're pushing it hard because we believe in it. Also, Samtech.edu, factory stock showdown. What's going to happen with that season? We've got a rain-delayed final. We've got an entire race coming down the stretch. Uh, all that information going to be released very, very soon, by the way. And it's all an exercise. The Houston area-based educational uh, school called Samtech, bringing on new students, new clients, getting them started in the right direction for a career in drag racing or motorsports or aerospace. Go to Samtech.edu today. Also, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. A couple of our like beloved listeners, Steve and Leslie. Steve just went to Frank Hawley's recently and went like 823 Super Comp Course. Very excited and just had a great time with Frank. Uh, texted me to uh, let me know that he had a great time. And we talk about the Dragster Adventure, but you can always go through the Super Comp Course. You can go through Super Comp, Super Gas. There's a lot of great things to do if you want to go quick and fast and have fun and hang with Frank. Go to frankhawley.com. Marvin Rodak. Heading down to Dallas, Texas, Big D and Fort Worth next. Rodaxcoffeeandgrills.com, 817-924-6821. If you're heading down to that area, maybe you can swing by Rodax and see exactly what's going on and walk out there with a, uh, a bag of coffee. Rodaxcoffeeandgrills.com. Also, Nitro Fish, our apparel sponsor in that they make the WFO Radio t-shirts that you can get, including our 10th anniversary shirt. And uh, you can get a face mask there as well. Also, I'll tell you how to get a WFO face mask. A little bit later on in the show, but now we got to bring him on the show. we got to bring him on. He was the voice thundering through my living room all weekend long on NHRA.TV. The NHRA's Alan Reinhardt joins us now. Alan, welcome back. Are you thought out? Hey, Joe. Arizona boy? Uh, yep. Yeah, it didn't take long once I got back to Arizona. I got off the plane last night. It was 92 degrees. So, uh, you know, I think the high the whole time that we were in uh, Madison was about 62. Uh, I like this better. I'm not big on being cold, but uh, at least I have an inside job. So that helps. Watching on NHRA.TV, I always, like, scout the, the gear. And everyone in, you know, jackets, I saw some gloves, I saw some scarves, and I thought, you know, I'd love to be there, but that looks a little uh, daunting. And meanwhile, people from that area think we're sissies because that's, it was what, 49 or something? That's no big deal. Well, on Saturday, it was 49 and wet. And then on Sunday, it was, you know, mid-50s and very, very breezy. It wasn't a very comfortable look. Wasn't a very comfortable weekend to be outside. Of course, it's going to be 80 this weekend, right? Naturally, is you know, from, of course. From everywhere you go for as many years as you go, everybody always says, should have been here last week. It was beautiful. Yeah, well, we weren't, but uh, it uh, it was a trying weekend. Let's make it, let's put it that way. You, you could tell. You could tell. It was a challenge to just, you know, watching the qualifying show on, on Saturday and the rain and the fact that you did such a great job. I want to commend you and thank you for a, a mention of WFO. You were killing time with the announcer at NHRA email and people were participating and they're bored and you're bored and you made it work. And all of us at home, and I know we talk about it a lot, NHRA.TV, this was my plan for Saturday night and it might be a little sad, but that's what I was doing. I was hanging with what was going on at Gateway, Worldwide Technology Raceway. And if you had just gone to the logo, I don't know, man, I would. but I was entertained and I was engaged. What are these people going to ask Reinhardt? 
And uh, I thought it was a good way to kill time, and I, I thought it was fun. Oh, thank you. It was. Uh, I was trying to have fun with it, and it was the one and only time that I told everybody, "If you want your shout outs, now's the time." I got plenty of those. So, uh, you know, lots of happy birthday, happy anniversary, and uh, just you know, ask, answer some racing questions, different stuff, and again, just trying to have fun with it. I mean, like you said, I was uh, I was as bored as everybody else was. So, uh, it was good to you know do something at least, have some interaction with our fans, and, and kill a little time and have some fun doing it. Look at that. Gypsy's out there. Gypsy's got a real name. Apparently, it's Jeff. Who knew? I'm kidding, Gypsy. Good to see good to, yeah. G- Gypsy has a name? What? You walk in there and yell Jeff, and he ain't turning around. No. I know. I know. But the, the the safety safari, like, I think about those guys. You know, you were cold. I was bored. They were out there grinding it out, and they don't get enough credit. They need love. Uh, it was it was really one of those Saturday was one of those just miserable days when it was just drooling drizzling enough that we couldn't race. Um, you know there was a couple of times when the track got wet, but it never really poured down, and you know it would stop and man they would jump right on it. And there was two or three times we had cars called to the lane, and then you know I'm looking out the window and the crew chiefs are all standing out on the starting line. You know the routine, looking at their stuff, doing their stuff, and everybody at the same time goes. It's like, oh no, please, really, here we go again. Yeah. And just right back after it. But the safari, I, if, if you had been the guy that uh, was selling gas for the Jets, you would have had a good weekend. Other than that, you know, they finally got the track in reasonable condition late in the evening, but uh, the track temp was very cold. When they made the decision that they weren't going to run Pro Stock or they weren't going to run, you know, the Mount Motor Cars over there or the Pro Mod, um, there, were, there were a lot of people that I think were upset in the moment but i honestly believe that once everybody kind of caught their breath they went you know that was a good decision you don't want to send the pro stock car down a racetrack that's you know 62 degrees and excuse me on a day like that it just it and you know even the nitro cars there were a couple of really good runs uh, but there was also a lot of tire shake and a lot of tire smoke and it just it, it wasn't great condition so they set the field one qualifying session for the nitro cars which Heartbreak for Clay Milliken. I never spoke to him afterwards, but I'm reasonably certain that the thing broke an input shaft. Uh, when he hit the gas, it just didn't go anywhere. And there's 17 cars on the property, and that was it. So, you know, he ended up being the odd man out. Um, there were, I believe, 19 pro stock cars there that they set the field on points. And the last time that was done was 20 years ago in Dallas. Wow. Uh, I don't believe they've ever set the pro stock motorcycle field on points before, but they ended up doing it here. And then we decided, okay, look, we're going to go into Sunday. We're going to race. It's not supposed to rain. Hopefully we'll be okay. Well, it didn't rain on Sunday, but it was cold. It was breezy, and the frost breeze was coming out. So when you know some of the cars would come out from behind the grandstands, they'd get caught down there, you know, eight, 900 feet. And it was, it was spooky. Let's just put it that way. Uh, you know, NHRA finally made the call that, look, we can run nitro cars. They've got tons of downforce. They're not being affected. Uh, basically. Basically, everything else that went down the racetrack was struggling. And so the call was made, look, let's finish up the Nitro stuff and figure out what we're going to do with the rest of it. We ended up finishing the Lucas stuff on Monday. Uh, but there's a lot of racing that's not getting managed. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the Lucas Oil stuff. And we got to talk about Marcus Limonis and Camping World. And as much as it wasn't the best uh, you know, race for uh, great side-by-side racing action and getting out of there clean, it was a race where a lot of stuff went down, and there's certainly a lot to discuss and we will do that. Do you know, as of now, 
I have an idea what's going to happen with Factory Stock Showdown, but we've got considerable amount of pro stock yet to run. We've got all of round two of pro stock motorcycle yet to run. We've got a lot of stuff to run, and I'm sure they're sorting all that out. Uh, you know, Dallas is the next race in two weeks, but have you received an official word? I have yet. I have not, no. Um, I know that they were they were discussing it uh, pretty heavily on Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening. Uh, once the race was over, I ended up, I had to go down to the TV compound and do some, uh, do some stuff because we, uh, you know, often will voice over the previous race uh, at this race. So I had to go down to the TV booth to do that. And I wasn't even privy to fly on the wall part of those, but I know they were talking about it. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I think uh, if, if it was me, I think I would uh, call Andy down at the Butterflex and say, what, is, what are you doing Monday? Everybody's going to be there. And, just bring in and finish it up on, on Monday down in Texas. I think that might be a viable alternative. But that's literally just me off the top of my head based on absolutely nothing else other than thinking everybody's going to be there and that might work. I, I, I like it. Like off the top of your head, your uh, experience in the sport makes uh, sense. I know the Motorplex really wants to make this a big event. Texas, they've been open for a while. They're doing all kinds of stuff. They've got some extended stuff uh, prior to uh, the NHRA coming in on, uh, I think, you know, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, they've got, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all kinds of action going on. Uh, Tony Schumacher is being named a Texas Motorplex legend. They've got a lot of stuff going on. Why not a little bit more? <laughs> Why not a little bit more as we get ready for the Fall Nationals? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out where you're going to fit it in. You know, we've got Dallas, and then we've got Houston, and then there's a week off, and then we're going out to Vegas to wrap it up. But with Dallas and Houston being 200 miles apart, I guess the racetracks are probably more like 260 miles apart, but you don't need four days to drive there is what I'm getting at. So if they took the extra day, um, and, it's a, and that's based on nothing other than, you know, Alan goes, that might work, and but I don't know. I haven't heard anything. All right, so this show, we had one of these a couple of weeks ago where it was like bad news. Good news, bad news. And that's just the life we're all living right now. And all you people out there on WFO and Facebook and Twitter and otherwise, you guys can post a question in the comment section. We're going to talk about the finals. Doug Coletta will be Thursday. Tommy Johnson Jr. will be Wednesday, 4 o'clock here on WFO Radio. Set a reminder. Um, But let's talk Camping World because it was uh, maybe the last time we spoke, and it is definite now. And I just think that, you know, I don't want to put things in the face of the naysayers, right? But a lot of people had left this thing for dead two weeks ago. That's it. Game over, man. It's over. They're like Bill Paxson and Aliens. And instead, here we are literally days later. Camping World is on board as the premier sponsor. Marcus Lamone is on there. This guy's a big TV star on CNBC. He's got a great show, popular show, Capitalist TV Capitalist, where he's helping people. And they've got a store with literally... Hundreds of brands that need and want to be exposed to NHRA racers and fans. I think it's great. Like, I'm excited about the partnership. Yeah, I am, too. And, you know, the fact that it came together so quickly is is pretty astonishing, actually, in my mind. But I think, and I, I haven't met Marcus yet. I'm really looking forward to that. But I've talked to a couple of guys that do know him and have done business with him. And they basically say that he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. You know, he's the deal that's like, okay, Joe, hey, I like this thing. Let's, let's make a deal happen. Not, well, let's talk about it. And let's kick some things around and let's get back to you. And let's, you know, well, it, it, let's do this. If it's a good idea, then it's a good idea and let's do it. And that seems to be kind of his MO. So it didn't take long for this to come together. Uh, I also understand that he is, you know, a 
pretty actively involved, hands-on guy. You know, if he sees something that he thinks, you know, hey, have you looked at this? Have you tried this? That uh, that he's going to be involved, and I think that's good. You know, where it's anytime you get somebody with that level of success that thinks you are worth investing in, that's important. And anytime you get somebody that's got that level of success that wants to be involved, I think it's worth listening to. You know, it, it's it's funny. The number of times you hear people that say, oh, well, you know, NHRA should do this or NHRA should do that or NHRA should do this. Okay. What do you do? And like, well, you know, I sweep the floors at the, at the, you know, local supermarket. Okay. And you know how to run a hundred million dollar a year enterprise. Right. I mean, you know, if, if somebody with Marcus's level of experience thinks that it's a good investment, then that says a lot, I think. And I think if somebody's Marcus's level of experience says, Hey, Here's something. Let's look at or let's try. I think it's worth listening to, and I think that uh, I think that our guys are, are certainly willing to listen. He's got a great uh, background. You, you know, his show—it's a reality show, so you, you can't say that they're all real. Uh, every aspect of it, but when you see him interacting with business owners, uh, it's unscripted. These are real people. It's unscripted in nature. You could see, like, when a guy gets a little weird on the show, like, how's he going to react to this guy getting weird? And he reacts, as, uh, at least in my judgment, in a, in a way that is appropriate. So I'm excited about it. I'm uh, eager to see what happens as it goes on. It says effective immediately. He was on the broadcast. It was great. But what I really want to know is, does Nikki get a commission for bringing this deal in because it really did happen on social media. Like that's where, how, how modern is that? Like the deal really happened on social media. Marcus picked up his phone and tweeted at NHRA. Hey, I hear you're available. I think I got some ideas and NHRA tweeted back. Yeah, I think it would be great. And the deal almost happened on Twitter for us all to witness and see. And then Jenna Fryer reported the information that it was likely, you know, she's an AP reporter and it's got a lot of horsepower and Marcus confirmed it on Twitter prior to the announcement. Yeah. Super stoked. So anybody that follows Twitter or follows WFO Joe or WFO radio knew in advance, like here's the guy confirming the story on Twitter prior to the announcement because well, everything happens on Twitter now and it just, you know, very modern negotiation. I, I think it's cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool as well. And one of the things that Marcus said when uh, when Brian and, and Tony spoke to him, uh, we played that in venue as well. So uh, you could, if you're an NHRA TV person, it's in the archives there. Uh, I don't know if it's on uh, if it's on .com or not. It is it on .com. Is. Yes, it is. And one of the things that he said was when he fired off his initial, I mean, it's a feeler, right? He's throwing it out there. Hey, an invitation, give me a call. Let's talk about this. But the level of participation from the participants in the sport from the executive types in the sport, from the drivers in the sport that all went, hey, man, come on in. We'd love to talk to you. But, and positive, positive, positive. That's, that's a big thing for him. He also mentioned that uh, he had people in Gainesville. Now, I didn't know this. I don't know you know, if, if NHRA did or not. I would guess not. But he said that he had some people that went down there and just kind of checked it out. He said, you know, the, the, the campers, the stuff, yeah, it's all – could you know as well as I do, I'm sure if you're Marcus, you think, okay – if I say I'm coming in, it's like, okay, roll out the red carpet. Let's make sure. But if you send in a mystery shopper, as it were, and that guy goes around and goes, you know what? There's lots of interaction. There's lots of stuff. I mean, yeah, we're all socially distanced now, but you still get the feel of what an NHRA event is and what you can do um, as far as contacting customers and what you can do as far as activation with your sponsorship. And he said everything that came back, all of his responses came back from Gainesville, just completely positive. And that's, 
made him say, this is it. We got to do this. Let's make it happen. And they did. It's great. It's going to be great. And, you know, you think about all the RVs and the travel and the rigs and the sports and racers and the Lucas All Points events and the bracket racers. And to know that they've got a friendly place like Camping World that's hopefully going to be like looped in, uh, you know, with uh, programs that are going to be created to benefit them somehow, some way. Uh, cool. It's going to be very exciting. It's it's uh, and not that. You know, Coca-Cola, 20 years, great job, love them. It's It was one, it was a couple, three products over the years, right? It was Powerade, it was Full Throttle, it was Mellow Yellow. It's a beverage, that's great. Suddenly there's, you know, awnings and tables and coolers and grills and uh, outfits, clothing. Like, there's just so many things that people who are supplying RVs and that RV culture, which is exploding right now, it's great partnership. So there's the good news. Congratulations yeah, to NHR. I, you know, one of the programs that uh, is being discussed starting right now is to have, you know, like a $5 million bus that travels around just so, you know, fans could take a look at, you know, Hey, this is the ultimate in outdoor stuff yes. uh, that, you know, Alan stays in at the racetrack every week. Um, you know, they transport it, they make sure it's got beer in the fridge and food and all that. And then instead of going to hotel um, and that'll be a real money saver for NHRA as well, because I can just take an Uber to the racetrack. Won't need the rental car. Um, you know, I'll you know, be there you know, early in the morning to call the cars to the lanes. If we have to stay late, I can be there for that. And, uh, you know, in the morning, I'll make the bed and put stuff away. So if people want to stick their head inside and check it out. I think that's, uh, you know, that's that's one of the things that is being discussed um, because I just started discussing it right now. Okay. Now, well, what you don't realize is that, no, this has already been discussed in the past. And it's kind of a, a, a sore subject in that. Once upon a time, Glenn Cromwell had mentioned to me that they had thought about putting all of the like voice guys talking about you, me, Jason Logan, maybe others in an Airbnb style situation. And we dubbed it Announcer House, the ultimate reality TV show. And I said to him, I was like, Glenn, really? Like all day and all night, we all got to be together? Like, Glenn, really? And, you know, the idea kind of died on the vine. But then... Announcer RV did come up traveling from race to race, that whole kind of deal. Um, it was more of a communal thing. Your deal, I, I, I get it. You know, you're the voice of the NHRA. You get the, the Madden yeah. Cruiser, like the Madden Cruiser, like John Madden. He never. Absolutely. Fe- That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like the Madden Cruiser, the Allen Cruiser, where he goes from place to place. I, I kind of like the idea. As long as it doesn't affect me in any negative way staying in a hotel, which I prefer, I'm all for it. Yeah, you know, well, whatever you you know, you make your deal, I'll make one. Uh, but yeah, I think I can make a picture. Let's see the uh, the Reinhardt Rover. Rover, yeah, the Reinhardt Roving Compound. We oh, it's a compound. Up and, it's a compound. You know, all the slides and the awning, and I'm going to yes. put a moat and you know, just various things so the people don't bother me. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be I think that'd be the moat, especially. I like I like the idea of a moat. Moats are there. <laughs> A good way to keep people out. I like it. All right, so there's uh, a little good news. Let's talk bad news before we get into it. I've got some video to play. This is something that I haven't seen for a long time. I think you were surprised. Everybody was surprised. Um, I I think we'll be able to hear you over the top, but I think let's just wait until after it. We have some uh, footage of a scary incident with Leah. Twist of the screw for the idle adjustment. The signal to the driver. Leah racing for her points life. Tony just racing for fun. Silent Trophy. 
Molina's car blows the whole body off of it at the top end of the racetrack. That thing just disintegrated. Tony Schumacher got the win, but that was the craziest thing I've seen. It's like the whole front of the car just disintegrated down there. Leah's car has come to a stop, and she is already opening the capsule, and Leah Pruitt climbs out of what's left of that Don Schumacher race car. Holy smokes. I think she hit the gas. It washed out. It moved towards the center line. Those two were glued together. They were four thousandths apart at 330. And then stuff started flying. Looking at the video up on the Sunoco Vision, the front half of the car is missing. And it came to a stop. Leah unbuckled and climbed out. That thing broke in the middle. As you watch it up there on a the replay, we've seen that a couple of times, but not for a number of years. The chassis bowed up in the middle. And then when it broke, it arched up and flew away. Up close and personal. I saw Larry Dixon do that a few years ago out in Gainesville, and that is a scary moment. But the one thing that you can absolutely see crystal clear, the capsule stayed intact. And after a wild flight, and a hard landing, Parachute certainly helped slow the car down. It slid to a stop. And Leah climbed out and walked away. And there you have it. Um, scary incident. I think about, I guess it was Corey Mack in Bristol, the first time I had seen anything like that. You mentioned Larry Dixon in Gainesville. I was on the starting line for that. Uh, talk about an attention getter. Thank goodness Leah is okay. Yeah, it was great to see her open the top of that car and climb out of it. I, You know, from my vantage point, you know where we sit in the St. Louis Tower, directly behind the right lane. Uh, I couldn't see anything other than the white panels flying, and that's my first thought was it blew the body off of it. You know, we saw Tony's car do that in round one number one, lose a bunch of panels. Uh, you know, when I'm calling the race, I'm watching the race. I'm not watching the monitor. I just looked down at the monitor and realized what happened to it at that point. But, you know, the parachutes came out. Uh, they slowed it down. They got it pointed back in the right direction. The fact that it landed signs it on its side. So, you know, one of those giant Goodyear's took some of the brunt of the force instead of just completely slamming back down, uh, I think helped. Uh, I have not spoken to her, but uh, I'm reasonably sure that she's been pretty sore the last couple of days. But uh, it was also great to see her. You know, I mean, the car barely stopped when she shoved the top of that thing open. on the find out. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. And obviously, we're going to have Tommy Johnson on tomorrow and uh, uh, Doug Coletta on uh, Thursday. But we have reached out to Don Schumacher Racing and I'm going to try to get Leah on prior to Dallas. We haven't had her on in 2020, and she's still in the championship hunt, and she just, uh, you know, the most spectacular, one of the most spectacular incidents we've seen in a long time. So happy she is okay. And the capsule, uh, you know, you think about uh, you know being in there as opposed to in the air. Uh, it's pretty amazing. We've seen several of those terrible incidents. Now, Alexis had one. Mentioned Doug Engels, Phil Oakley, and Kenny Delco. We do not have video of all those, just one. But I'm excited that we got to show that video. Uh, the results, though, 
Doug Coletta, Steve Torrance, final round, and Doug is able to get through Tony Schumacher, TJ Zizzo, and his teammate Sean Langdon. Uh, Steve Torrance was able to go through Kyle Wurzel, Antron Brown, and Billy Torrance setting up the final round, which that is an epic final round. And you know what, Alan? I've got that one, too. Let's watch. Immediate tire smoke for Steve Torrance, and that means Doug Coletta will win St. Louis. Doug Coletta, 3.690 seconds. The smoke trailing behind the race car at 322.58 miles an hour. And you can see a lot of elation on that side of the racetrack. And there you have it. Doug Coletta back on top. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, he, he really needed that, you know, and, and Leah needed that. You know, it's tough as I'm sure it is for Leah to be rooting for him. But you just don't want Steve to keep getting away. You know, those two now are virtually tied going into Dallas. I believe it's a two-point differential in the top fuel lead. Two points. Uh, and I also think, you know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Kyle Wurzel. I think he, he deserves a tip of the chateau. You know what he's been through at Indy. You know, the trouble that they've been having, and they tore the car apart and back and forth and back. And when they went out there and ran, what, 378 or something in the first round, I think those guys were the happiest first-round losers we'd ever seen because it's like, finally, all the work, all the effort, all the money – you know, we all know Ron Douglas isn't stupid. We've seen what he's done over the years, but they had a gremlin, and it looks like they finally found it. Unfortunately, uh, I understand that they're not planning on coming to either one of the Texas races, so we won't see them again until next year. But that's one of those deals where, you know, all the work, all the effort, all the grief, and finally it looks like they've got a race car that they can play with. So I'm sure they're already looking forward to getting back on track. No, very exciting. It is two points. Leah is 80 points back in third, Billy Torrance, 136 back with three races scheduled remaining. I guess anything's possible. But as you said, the big three and really Steve and Doug uh, nose to nose for this championship. And Steve was on last week. I don't know if everybody got to see that. We spoke with Steve on Thursday, announced that, uh, you know, he's got a baby Torrance on the way, talked about the whole swamp rat situation, talked about Dominic, gave us some good news about Dominic. So people who didn't see that, it's right here in the Facebook feed or on YouTube. Check it out. But uh, he he said, Alan, he goes, man, the one time I skip a race, it's it's turning out to matter. Who knew that all this chaos was going to happen? And it was right at the tip of his tongue, the fact that they did not compete at the Winter Nationals. Well, remember the one time Corey Max skipped the race. You know, if, if, let's not go to Canada. It's not worth it. It's a headache. And what difference is it going to make anyway? And qualifying for that race would have made him the champion of 1992. But, uh, yeah, you know, everything counts, especially, you know, nobody knew, obviously, in Pomona when we left for Pomona what was going to happen the rest of the year. But I also think it bears pointing out that you know Steve Torrance spun the tires in the semifinals and pedaled his way to victory and then knocked the tires off in the final. And then they stayed and tested yesterday and made their last run was brilliant. It was 0. 0.810 to 60 feet and 295 at the eighth mile and ended up, he shut it off early and went 367 at like 296 miles an hour or something. But um, there was something in the car that they wanted to figure out. They came up, made one run, it shook. They went back, came up, made the second run, and it made that. And it really looked like, you know, Bobby and Hoagie both walking off the starting line. Like, okay, that, you know, now we, we got it. You know, there was something in there um, that either wasn't responding, wasn't doing, or they weren't sure of. But they uh, had a little extra cut from the step when they came off. And, by the way, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but when uh, Krista was making her license run, I know that there are a couple of those that are close enough on social media, that uh, Dominic Legano was standing behind her car, too. I mean, Bobby. and that's typical of why everybody loved the Lagana brothers because it would help anybody that needed help. Yes. So 
You know, he's out there working on his car. He's in the middle of a championship chase. They're testing on Monday too, but he was also willing to go over and uh, you know lend a hand or lend an idea. That's pretty cool. There's a whole network that people maybe don't get to know about on TV, but of of what I would call like a youth generation that is all about helping each other, and they realize that, that like okay. John, Don, and Connie are not going to be around forever. They can't be. Who's next? And they know that they're next, and they're doing what they can do to be there when their time comes. I'm super excited we're going to have Krista on the show at some point, but that she got her license. There was a story, having the Greek out there, there was a story in one of the local papers that the Greek's you know career is winding down at 89 um, so I don't know if that's the last time we're going to see the Greek or not, but I know on the broadcast on NHRA.TV, you played some cool pieces about the Greek and Lance Larson going to the final rounds, back-to-back final rounds back in the day, those Nitro Time Machines. That's the thing. That's why rainouts are, yeah, it's a bummer and you don't want it, but you get to focus on some stuff you wouldn't normally see. Man, that guy, uh, his career has been so great. we got to celebrate him. We've got this uh, amazing World War II veteran Still driving. Yeah, he was a little late on the lights, but the Greek, what a guy. And now the next now we're gonna have a transfer of generations. You said eighty nine. Where did you get that number? It was a headline in the paper. I know that's like eighty nine. I've heard well, he doesn't have a birth certificate. So that that's what needs you need to know. Like before that stuff was even a thing. I uh that that came up uh at some point, I don't remember, maybe it was the time machine spot. And I said something about it and, and started getting emails about it. I know for a fact that he's 88. You know, there's no question in my mind he's 90. And I got 88, 89, 90, 91, 92. And so you know, everybody started sending me, you know, I know because this is why I know and this is exactly the truth and this is my source. And you know, I just started responding to everybody saying, okay, I've, I've marked your vote. And you know, I, I don't know. Um, no. You know, anytime you ask him, it's always kind of a smirk. Uh, you know, I think he kind of revels in the fact that, eh, I got a secret nobody can tell. And it ain't like there's anybody that was there, you know, like, okay, let's check with his, you know, let's check with his school chums. Yeah. Okay, who who went to grade school with the Greek? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Nobody anymore. Nobody. Um, and so it's just part of the legend, I think. I'm all for it. I think it's great. He was the golden Greek. In the eighties, <laughs> like that's that was the little kid with my dad standing at the back of that same trailer, and I was a little kid, and he's the same guy doing the same thing. Thank goodness for Chris Caramassini's. I, I I love the guy, and um, but now Krista is able to, she's licensed. This girl is determined. I'm very excited about it. A uh, quick note about Tony Schumacher, though. Obviously, number one qualifier got down the track. Got everybody excited for that session. Didn't turn out to be as great a session as we thought, but they got down. And, uh, you know, Tony, we know we know he can do it, but it's great to give his fans and all the people that excitement. Like, hey, Schumacher, number one. Yeah, one thing I was really disappointed about, is we started running sportsman cars on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. And for anybody that's been at the races knows, anybody that hasn't been, maybe doesn't. Uh, but we're not doing our normal pre-race ceremonies anymore. We can't have you know, the large group of people on the starting line. We can't have that gathering. So what I've been doing since we went back to racing is I just go out to pit and I get a sound bite with each one of the number one qualifiers, properly social distance, do it with my phone, and then I come back up and play it. And I was really looking forward to hearing what Tony had to say about that run and about the number one qualifying spot. 
Uh, but because we started racing at nine o'clock, I went out in the pits about eight fifteen, and nobody was there yet. So I never even got to talk to him about it. Never got to hear from him. And I was kind of bummed about that. But uh, no, they made uh, they made a good run. They uh, you know certainly had to, had a good car for the first couple of rounds. They had some body panels come off of the thing in the first round and brought it back to Patchwork and uh, and won their second round. So you know it's their. I think it took longer for them to find their stride, definitely than I thought it would, and probably than most people thought it would. But uh, I think that uh, he and Mike Green and the boys are looking pretty comfortable right now. Absolutely. I agree. All right, let's move over to Funny Car. No Pro Stock, Pro Stock Motorcycle, spending a little more time on the Nitro categories. Let's watch the final round between Tommy Johnson Jr. and Matt Hagen. Header flames up to the roof for Hagen, but this time it's Tommy Johnson Jr. at 3.884 seconds. 326 miles an hour. Johnson defeats a 388.6 at 3.33 for Matt Hagen. And we have a legitimate three-way battle among Don Schumacher racing machines. Tommy Johnson pulls within 34 of Matt Hagen, who is the leader, Jack Beckman, sandwiched between 16 points out of the lead. And Tommy was on a, a mission. He was, uh, oh, what was he, 040? He was 047 in the final. Hagen, a great lever, was 58. And, uh, you know, left first out, ran him. Great win for Tommy Johnson. Now, when the last two cars go down the racetrack, 383 to, or 388 to 388, and, you know, Hagen way over 330 miles an hour, that's just a great thing for the fans to remember. You know, I've, I've always been a firm believer that no matter what happens throughout the course of the day, you know, the last thing you saw is going to be a big part of what sticks with you. And so that's why, for me, it's important that we have good final rounds. Um, you know, Steve smoked the tires and stuff, so the top fuel final wasn't a great race. But the funny car final was a great race. I think a lot of people were walking out of the gate still talking about, you know, those two cars going side by side, 388, and Tommy getting the win. Yeah, really good stuff. And in terms of the, the racing, uh, Tommy Johnson, if he goes on to win the championship, then we will look back at him beating Jack Beckman and Matt Hagen back to back in St. Louis as the reason it happened. Uh, the run against Paul Lee, I know Paul is going to be sick as the number one qualifier uh, going out there beating Jim Campbell and then kind of missing the tree in the second round uh, with a 389. But he's got a quick and fast hot rod, and you know this is uh, these are the breaks, right? This is how you get seasoned in to being one of these guys that go to every race with a chance to win. You take your lumps a little bit, and I think that was a lump for Paul. Yeah, there's no question. When we've seen, you know, a couple of times when he had a car that definitely looked like a contender, um, and he didn't get it done. And I'm, you know, certainly not pointing fingers. I'm not saying I could do better. Put me in the car. But you know, that stuff's got to start wearing on you when you realize, you know, I've got a car that can do this, and I'm not getting it done. And he has said as much in the past. So you know, it's just a matter of you know, getting focused, getting your head in the game, and, and going out there. He knows what he's got to do. He just got to go out there and execute. There you go. And so uh, we'll hear from Tommy Johnson on Wednesday, Doug Coletta on Thursday. Points implications coming down Dallas next, then Houston, then Vegas. Chuck wants to know if we know about whether Vegas will be with fans or not. And I don't think we know that just yet. But, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of positive indication, but I don't want to go there because we heard all kinds of positive stuff uh, going all the way back to, uh, you know, Brainerd, right? Oh, yeah, it looks great. I'm not saying anything right now. I do agree with Michael Heiner, though. Late to the party, is it happy hour yet? There may be a happy hour show this Friday. We we don't know. What about the finish of the Lucas Oil Series? I know Clinton Neff. Uh, one in Comp Eliminator, Marion Stevenson over Riley Spear in Superstock, Kyle Rizzoli over Brett Candiz in Stock, 
Chris Dodd over Larry Bernshausen in Super Comp and Ryan Siffring over Vernon Rowland. Vern. That guy's good, man. And Super Gas and Top Dragster was Pat Forster over J.B. Strasweg, who won a special award out there. Any notes you want to share from the Lucas Oil Series competition? Uh, just that it was ridiculous when we went back out there on Monday. I mean, you know, 990 to a 990, 890 to an 890. Um, at, at one point, there were, you know, I don't remember who it was, but it was uh, Super Comp, I believe, in the semifinals. The light, 012 to 014. So guys holding 2,000, takes 3,000. Runs 89.9, and the other guy runs 90 with a one. It's like, come on, really? Seriously? I mean, what is, what's the guy supposed to do here? But that was the kind of racing it was. It was cold, and it was really fast out there. You know, the, the top dragster guys would have to pull back a little bit. The top guys, I think, were scared to death of, of mashing their index. But the few rounds that we did run on Sunday were really solid rounds, or on Monday were, were really solid rounds. And uh, it was on NHRA.tv. They had Warren Evans set up his equipment, set it because they wanted to take care of the fans. You know, the guys that paid to see those runs, uh, they wanted to do everything they could to show them to them. So that's what happened. But, uh, no, it was uh, it was good, exciting racing. The Stevenson family was obviously thrilled. And for Candies, I mean, he's, you know, he, he's not quite the John Force of Stock Eliminator yet, but I believe that's 0-5 in final rounds now. It's like, it's got to be wearing off. You know, one of these days, he'll break through, and then I'm sure he'll go on a run. Good car and pretty solid driver. Yes, exactly. Yeah, nine nine hundred and super gas to win the race. That's pretty cool. That one will get framed and maybe blown up and turned into wallpaper inside the house. Uh, who who knows? And so here we are, uh, get, coming down the stretch. Uh, you know, Dallas. They're doing a, a lot of extra stuff. They want it to be a good uh, event. And Houston, and of course, Vegas is uh, scheduled and excited to go. Whether the fans that turns out that's one of those. Just stay tuned. And so here we are. Stay tuned. With the fans, it, I'm, Joe, and nothing's for certain yet. But let me put it this way: at this exact moment in time, NHRA is planning to go there and run the full event with fans. Now, I don't know what the percentage is going to be, but NHRA is planning to go there and run the event with fans. So, um, in, in must Nevada tells us no. That's what we're planning on. There it is. And, and Phil telling me I should have the Delco crash on the WFO page. I do. I have the Mark Rubilis frame-by-frame photos of the deal, but the actual video I do not have. But the Rubilis, shot-by-shot, you know, Rubilis was in a feeding frenzy out there this weekend. Like, we had a, we had <laughs> he's known for getting the shot. Well, he got, like, a bunch of sequences. If I ever decide to go racing, when I pull up in the water box, I'm going to go, where's Rubilis? Yeah. Go, oh, well, Mark, Mark's down by the sand trap. I'm going to back up and go back to the pit. It's like, you know, call me when he goes to lunch because nothing ever happens unless he's sitting there to point a camera at him. Uh, yeah, just he's got an amazing talent for spotting the shot and also an amazing talent for being in the right place at the right time. You know, his, his dad's a pretty good photographer, too. When he, he was the, uh, I don't know, I think he was the official Division 7 photographer. I know he's the official Firefoot photographer way back in the day, but uh, yeah, he's uh, just following in the footsteps. Amazing stuff. And, and regarding Kenny Delco, Major bummer for Kenny. Hurt one last year. Hurts one again this year. Not necessarily lost in the shuffle, but, man, he's got a quick car. Like, that car can compete. And uh, I don't know how bad the damage was. Like, things are torn up, but you know more about what it takes to bring a pro stocker back. I don't think well, my, my assessment is it's probably not a total loss, um, but there's definitely repair work that's going to have to be uh, adjusted. And he did say, he told, uh, he told, I think it was Jamie that he'll be in Dallas. Yeah. I mean, you got a couple of things. One, I'm pretty sure they have another car and two, remember where they were, you know, you're 10 miles from Jerry Haas's shop. Yes. So 
not like you got a two-day drive to take it back to the chassis builder and put it on the jig. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that thing was on the jig before the sun went down on Sunday night. And if it's a matter of, you know, having to replace the front the front struts and, and the body, obviously, but, uh, um, you know, if, if it can be fixed, then it wouldn't surprise me to see that same car uh, running in Dallas because, again, it was, you know, I'm sure it was on the jig Sunday night and it's, it's kind of handy, you know, if you're, if you're going to hurt yourself, do it in front of a hospital. If you're going to wreck a race car, do it across the street from Jerry Haas or Jerry Bickle shop, and then just go, here it is, fix it, and I have it back Tuesday, and uh, and they'll get it done for you. Maybe Jerry was in on all this, creating that wind. Billy says that Kenny posted a picture on Instagram with a replacement car. He said it. He goes, you know, she goes, what do you do now, Kenny? He goes, go to Dallas, which I love. Like, Kenny Delco is... A man of few words, but he's got a great sense of humor. He doesn't take himself too seriously. He loves what he's doing. And he, you know, drag racing, this is it for Kenny Delco. He loves it. But he's a racer. And, you know, the, the whole mentality of, of being a racer, you know, people, how could you get back into that car? You know, Alexis blew the body off of the thing at the finish line. How wow. could you get back? He's a racer. Um, you know, an hour and a half after Leah's car broke in half and she went flying through the air, she's in the staging lane, suited up and ready to race her factory showdown car because. She's a racer, and that's, I think it's just as simple as that. Simple as that. Yeah, a lot going on, and uh, we'll find out a little bit more about the showdown and pro stock and uh, all the different things that are going to be rescheduled. Just follow NHRA.com. Alan, great job as usual. Any final thoughts, any final notes you'd like to drop on us before we let you go? No, nope, I'm uh, headed to Wild Horse this weekend. We've got a double divisional going on up there, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and nice. fans will be allowed. So uh, if you're in Phoenix or you're in Arizona, and you want to come out and see some action in person. Uh, we won't have any of the professional cars there, but uh, there'll be a whole lot of sports cars going up and down the racetrack, and come on out and join us. Wild Love Horse Pass. Love it. Wild Horse Pass. And uh, why not go out and watch a little drag racing here at the end of uh, 2020? Alan, great job. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Joe. And as always, anybody has a question, announcer at NHRA.com. Shoot it to me, and I'll find you an answer. And uh, no shout-outs, though. That was a one-time deal. Yep. Hey, did I tell you about my new truck just before you shut me off? Yes. Please. Yeah. No, the you bottom. did not tell me, but please tell me now. Uh, Bob, I uh, got a 77 three-quarter ton Chevy, uh, 454, power steering, brakes, air, cruise, tilt, da-da-da. Nice truck. Been sitting for a long time, but, you know, not quite drug out of a barn, but pretty close. And when I was cleaning the thing up and looking it over the other day, it has, are you ready for this? A Craco AM FM 23 channel CB mounted in the dash. What? Looks like it came from the factory. And I'm going, I think they quit making 23 channel CBs in like 1975 or something. But this thing has a Craco AM FM 23 channel CB mounted in the dash. And I just thought that was cool. That is old school. You got to get that. You got to get it working. You got to keep that thing going. You get uh, the old rubber duck on the line and BJ and the bear <laughs> and the snowman and get everybody on there. I love it. You slide into the there's rocket a picture chair. Of it on my Twitter feed. I don't know if it works or not, but there's a, there's a picture of it on my Twitter feed. And I just thought that was a riot. It is a riot. That is good stuff. Well, I, this little adventure that you've got going, um, you know, Alan's hunt for cars. This is not much different than the reality shows that are on there. We just got to increase the production level and we could do something because you're finding these interesting vehicles. You're out there hunting for vehicles. You're buying vehicles. They're not exactly what you thought that they were. Like it doesn't have a drive shaft, all of this different stuff, right? Like you're running into the pitfalls of the buying and selling cars. I think this could definitely be a, a reality show on social media. Maybe it'll give me something to look into in the uh, winter break. This is going to be a little bit longer winter break than usual, so uh, I'll have to find some other kind of activity. There you go. Alan, thank you so much again. Appreciate it. Talk next week. All right, Joe. Chat soon. There he goes. NHRA's Alan Reinhart.
with us here on WFO Radio. And uh, yeah, tough weekend, tough weekend. But Doug Coletta, Tommy Johnson gained in the points and the championship this year is going to be as legit a championship as any championship in any year. And you roll with the punches. And that's what we're seeing. Put your comments in the comments section if you uh, have a question or a comment or a thought about all the action. I'll do my best to answer. The reason I may not answer a question is because I don't know the answer. Simple as that. Uh, We'll get into it. Also, thanks for the kudos on the uh, highlights. Uh, It's something that we can do now. And so I think it was pretty cool. And so what NHRA is able to share with me, I will post uh, on the show and we will talk about them. Uh, been pretty cool. Hey, want to remind everybody that the WFO feed, we got a bunch of great galleries and Facebook. Uh, Doug Elwell, our photographer out there at the Gator Nationals, doing a great job catching stock, super stock, a lot of cool stuff up close. Darian Bosch, great shots, just really cool shots. So spend a little time on the Facebook page. And if you've got friends, period, if you have friends who are interested in racing cars, drag racing, etc., and do not already like WFO Radio on Facebook, please share it with them. Like, share the page. See what goes down. Uh, I see some no questions with Alan. No questions with Alan. No, man, I'm giving Alan a break. We'll do some questions next week. Derek? Derek Green, he is awesome. He is one of our Patreons. Let me bring that thing up. You know, I usually try to keep him about 50 minutes. I figure 50 minutes is about right to devote to WFO. And with all the chaos that we had this past weekend, we used up our 50 minutes. So let's see. What, Jerron? Hey, Joe, how are you? Tell Alan. I hope to see him in Phoenix this weekend. Hey, Alan. Jerron says that he's going to be there in Phoenix this weekend. Jerron, who has got a deal with RaceQuip, who has got these brand new uh, American flag helmets that they're selling all over the place. It is pretty cool. Let's see. Mike says, that sounds awesome and old school. What, the CB? Definitely. Uh, Great show today, says Monica. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, want to remind everybody, the folks at SantaCore and Silverthorne Industries, now on board with WFO Radio, and I encourage you to like their Facebook page right now. Go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash USA. We're going to have uh, Tony on the show, Tony Shortall, who's got the best hair on drag racing. I know some people say it's me, but it's not. Definitely not. This guy is a very impressive individual, been involved with so many different teams, Helped out a lot of teams. Artie Allen, most recently, out there in Gainesville. But Silverthorne Industries is a partnership of his, and they've created Santa Corps at this very critical time. And you guys, your businesses, whatever your business is, if you're connected to drag racing and you need sanitizer that is good, it works, it's convenient, shipped to your door, and also stay within that NHRA drag racing ecosystem, this is where you want to go. SantaCoreUSA.com is the website. You can buy directly there, and they have bundles where you can get those gallons with the pump on the top or the packets, which for my money, the packets are the best thing. And I'll tell you, when I was in Indianapolis, I always had a couple of those things in my back pocket because you never know. You never know when somebody is coming up to you and they're like, hey, man, let's shake hands. You better shake my hand or else. And it's at some point, you you know, you don't want to back away from the person. You shake their hand and you bust open the packet and you wipe it down and you're good to go. Simple as that. Having one of these packets in your back pocket is very important and vital. Otherwise, how are you going to do it? 
So check them out. Santa Cora USA, very thankful and appreciative that they have decided to come on board with WFO Radio. I want to remind everybody, face coverings. Yeah, they're pretty important. Pretty important. Face coverings. WFO logo stylized by like Michael Heiner and so many others out there in the drag racing community recently. Heiner, I was expecting him to go to the finals again wearing the WFO mask. Just 10 bucks, you get some WFO stickers thrown in there. Shipping is included. Go to WFORadio.com, the WFO store section, and you can buy it using PayPal, using a credit card. It's great stuff. If you want some free WFO stickers, Castello Media slash P.O. Box 848-353, Pembroke Pines, Florida, 33084. And I'm going to go over there like right after the show and see if anybody has requested any stickers. Now, I don't think they are because they all buy in the face mask and get the stickers alongside. Total Seal Piston Rings. Have you heard the Kenny Duttweiler Hidden Horsepower Show yet? It's really great stuff. And Jason Line and Ed Pink and Stevie Fast and Pat Musi and so many great engine builder interviews. Go to TotalSeal.com and see what they got going on. Hartford is in the semifinals of the race, which we do not know where they're going to run it just yet, where and when. And uh, I saw Angie and some others asking, like, do we know? And the answer is no, not yet. We don't know, but hopefully soon. TotalSeal.com. Check them out. Hit the website. If you're an engine builder, definitely get them. Find that hidden horsepower. Samtech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Aaron Stanfield, still waiting to go up against uh, David Janik in the final round. And uh, I'm hearing that those entries will probably be kicked over to Houston. That seems to make sense, that the entries from the St. Louis race and everything is going to get kicked over to Houston. We shall see, but uh, that's what I'm hearing may end up happening. And so samtech.edu, good chance to swing by and check out the campus, right? You get over there, you talk to the Massengill, get Brian on there, get Linda on there. You say, hey, I'm thinking about going to the school. Check out the campus, see what's up, and get started on your learning. Great stuff. Also, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, the Dragster Adventure, Super Comp Courses, Super Gas Courses, Dragster Adventure. Maybe you drive an alcohol funny car, go to frankhawley.com. And finally, Nitro Fish, WFO20. That is the promo code, WFO20. NitroFishRacing.com. You get 20% off on all the gear there. 20% off. How can you say no? Don't forget the Jason Line t-shirts, the end of the line, three races remaining. For the retirement all-stars, Jason Line, get your shirt at WFO20 is the promo code at nitrofishracing.com. All right, let's see. We got some final comments in the comment section, and then I'm out of here. Hey, the Ignition Show was great. Yeah, the Ignition Show, where we spent a fair amount of time talking about, for poor Michael Heiner. He's a Cleveland Indians fan. And the New York Yankees. Just steamrolled through the Cleveland Indians. It was really just horrific for the Indians. But it's all right. It's all right. We got a lot of Yankee fans out there. And, of course, the most famous Yankee fan in the NHRA community, Dominic Lagana. And to me, this whole playoff run is get well Dom. And that's the way I'm, I'm viewing it. And as much as there have been positive news and, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, boy, this is going kind of sideways, but I'll tell you where I'm coming from on it. You know, we run this Nitro Ninja up here because Dom Lagana is a friend and having Steve Torrance come on the show and give us some positive news last week. And if you didn't see that interview, go check it out. It's in our podcast archive as well. Um, but one of the like the pre-game, pre-playoff rituals I, I have developed over the past couple of years is uh, back and forth texting with Dominic. Like, you know, 
you've all done it for your teams. It hasn't happened nearly as much because you, you maybe don't root for the Yankees, but that's a different story. And, uh, you know, last week before the Cleveland Indians, after thinking about what was going on and Steve and, and hearing, you know, some positive trending news, time to get back on the text bandwagon. Here we go. Let's go, Dominic. And I think the Yankees winning the World Series, that would be really positive stuff. So maybe you don't like the Yankees. There's a positive reason to root for the Yankees. But yes, big victory over the Tampa Rays last night, who hate us like vile poison. They hate us. It's so bad. Michael Heiner didn't have the mask on first round. Must have been what the issue was. Yes, Michael. Yes, exactly. We've already proven. We've proven with empirical evidence that WFO stuff, especially these stickers, are good luck. And... If you want more evidence, Taylor Comiskey. Taylor goes out and wins his first competition eliminator race, just one race after applying the WFO radio stickers at the U.S. Nationals. Coincidence? Conspiracy? You decide. It's all over social media. It's on our WFO page, and we're going to get Taylor on the show to talk about how running these stickers is actual good energy for going down the racetrack. Derek Green, 102 reviews on the Apple Podcast. Woo! Finally, we broke the 100 barrier. Thank you for keeping me up on something like that, Derek. There's a lot of things that I claim to be up on, but uh, that was one that I was claiming but not really keeping track of. And now we've broken through. People don't realize those reviews, positive reviews, make a big difference, apparently. Apple's got this algorithm, et cetera. Monica, we wear our WFO masks proudly. But when people ask you what the heck that is, do you tell them what the heck it is? It's a show. It's on Facebook, like the page, WFO Radio NHRA Drag Racing NASCAR and Motorsports Podcast. We've got a WFO group where everyone's posting all kinds of nice stuff. Derek, you had a great question the other day, and I was going to present it to Alan, and it was actually a legit good question. Not that there aren't all of them, but, you know, you're just a wealth of questions. And it's great that you're interested in sportsman racing and all of that. And we are going to keep asking your questions. And you are a great listener. And Patreon, by the way. And the Patreon show, uh, we did a Patreon show, Monday Motivation Patreon show, which was very well received and uh, really appreciated. We got like the most diehard listeners are on there that choose to pay to support the show. And I know that's crazy. But in these challenging economic times... These people love what we do so much that they want to support WFO directly. And so go to patreon.com slash WFO radio if you want to jump on board with that. And uh, I recommend it because you get special content. Let's see. Larry Salisbury says, hi, Joe. Hi, Larry. Jeff, Jeff, we're working on the tree. I think we're going to go the eBay method with the Lagana Strong tree. And I think that's my project for this week to get it up. Speaking to Dominic. And I've had a lot of people say raffle tickets and all these different things. And as much as that is uh, interesting, got to keep the legwork down. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put this thing up on the eBay and we're going to push it out on social media and ask all of your participation and help. And whoever wants this steel wall art, lawn art, etc., made by Jeff, who is doing a great uh, thing. And we're going to donate 100 percent of the money. To Lagana Strong. And it is going to be great. And look at Jeff. Yay. Yay. Of course we tell them. Let's see. Let's see what Steven says. Might want to let the NitroFishRacing.com guy know their site is down. 
Thank you very much, Stephen. I will tell you, you know what's probably happening is they're developing a brand new website and they're probably doing the transfer. Courtney Anders was involved and they built this brand new website and they're probably getting the transfer of data going over there. But I will send a text message and it all points alert out right now. Let's see. Uh, Rays let them win one. That's the last one, says Dale. But for Dom, I would be okay. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And look at this. For Dom, I'm good with the Yankees winning. Yes, exactly. Positive energy. Everybody get on board. James Kraft. What a cool journey in 2020 for Kyle Wurzel. From blow-up bugs to best career ET at the Midwest Nationals. Well, I just appreciate anybody who keeps coming back. It's uh, just to purchase a top fuel operation and get to the track is beyond the means of most people, number one. And then to come to the track and keep coming to the track so much that you can run a career-best ET and put it in the 70s and now compete is beyond the means of most drag racers. It's an amazing accomplishment. And as a fan sitting in the grandstands, the cars come out, you see the cars come out, and you think, oh, you know, yeah, those guys, those got cars, and they come out and they race. It's impossible to describe the challenge of just getting there and let alone being there on a semi-regular basis and going through the tough times and sorting it all out. Like that Artie Allen who came out uh, from Jacksonville, came out in Gainesville uh, early on in his whole experience. Aaron Brooks builds the car. Tony Shortall is the crew chief. Just, you know, how many races are they going to run? They're going to run as many as they can, you know, four, four races. If you can put together a top fuel car and run four races, you're doing better than 99.9% of the drag racers on the planet. There it is kidding with you michael come on you know listen you're like one of our, you're our celebrity listener let's see greg says proud to have wfo stickers on the cart and thank you for rocking them and whenever you win with the wfo radio sticker you got to share that photo with me that's what taylor did taylor was like i got a text immediately just one with the wfo sticker and i have a feeling he'll be on the show jeff says if my stickers show up they'll be on the car on sunday that's a race against time it's a race against time oh here he is look at this WFO getting us viewers through a Tuesday. There it is. Taylor, we were just talking about you. Congratulations on the win. And uh, we're working on when we can have you uh, on the show to talk about your great success and how much percentage credit you give to the WFO stickers. Is it like a 2% thing? Is it a 0.2% thing? You know, the magic. I get in this argument with Giovanni in Miami all the time on the Ignition show. We're talking playoff baseball. And... How much is analytics and how much is magic? And that's, it's, it's in the eye of the beholder. But some things are not analytics. And as much as you want to ascribe numerical data to something, when you get to the playoffs or you get to these crazy moments in sports, the data's got to be there. But the magic is what makes things happen. And like in Bull Durham, you know, if you think that putting a WFO radio sticker on your car is going to give you good luck. Like Bo Butner wears his WFO radio T-shirt on Saturdays because he's nearly he's had great runs with the WFO T-shirt on Saturdays, especially in Lucas Oil Series action. If you think that's what's helping you. That's what's helping you. 
Phil says. Three million to stop a top fuel team at the low end. Any word on the 2121 schedule being released? Yes, there is. Soon. Very soon. Very soon. Would love to come back on and share our story. You are invited. And we're going to get Krista on as well. So I think maybe that's uh, part of the thing. I've only won with the sticker on the car, WFO. And there it is. Let's drop the mic on that. Let's drop the mic on that. Music. Hit the music. He's never won without the WFO sticker. Simple as that. And the Emmons brothers. And just saying. Just saying. Does the sticker come with a fuel car tune-up? Unfortunately, no, it does not. No, it does not. Not in this case. All right, everybody, that's going to do it. Thank you very much for hanging out with me for an hour and four minutes here on a Tuesday afternoon. I wish you all great success for the rest of your week. To my Patreons, thank you very much for supporting the show. Love you guys. To our celebrity viewers and listeners, Michael Heiner and Jerron and everybody who's a racer, Angie Smith. Thank you, Angie, for watching along, checking out, like seeing, hey, what's going on with WFO? What are they doing? Tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Tommy Johnson Jr. Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Doug Coletta. So super excited about that. And then Friday. A lot of racing going on. We got the double divisional out there at Wild Horse Pass. I'm going to check the racing schedule. I don't like to do a happy hour up against actual racing. So we'll see what the listeners think. Maybe we'll do it. Heiner, wearing my WFO mask next weekend. Got out of second round for the first time this year with the mask on. I believe we're calling it a face covering. At this point, I need all the help I can get. Sticker me up. Thank you, Dale. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. All the best to you. Congratulations to the National Hot Rod Association on the Camping World deal. Not just because I get to work and be around it, because I have invested a lot of my own future in the success of drag racing. Keep up with the profit and Camping World. I couldn't be more excited, people. I couldn't be more excited. All those products in that store... They are all potential NHRA partnerships. See you next time right here on WFO Radio. Thanks, guys. WFO! This is WFO Radio. I love WFO Radio. Oh, yeah. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies. Hey, engine builders. Total Seal Piston Rings are the leader in ring seal technology, and they go out of their way to help their customers and will make custom sets for any specific piston you might have. Customer service, top-notch. Made in America? Absolutely. They're located in Phoenix, Arizona, and they've got Everything it takes to develop the world's best piston rings. Give them a call at 800-874-2753 or go to TotalSeal.com. Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. 
Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience in the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to the Blockhead and CNC programs, Sam now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an Associates of Applied Science degree. And Sam is a military-friendly school, approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today. We're talking gourmet coffee. We're talking hot sauces. We're talking spice rubs. We're talking everything good at RodaxCoffeeAndGrills.com. Marvin Rodak, been doing it since the 70s. Figured out that life is better with great coffee. And, oh, he's so right. 817-924-6821. Call Marvin. He'll roast up some coffee fresh for you. Throw in some hot sauce, some spice rub, and you will be loving it. Hit them up, Rodax, coffee and grills.com. Attention adrenaline junkies, Frank Hawley's Dragster Adventure is calling you. Rides available for the 2020 season. Go to frankhawley.com. They're coming to a track near you. It makes a great gift, whether it be licensing for super comp, super gas, all the way up to top alcohol. They can do it. But if you're a drag racing fan and you've always imagined what it might be like to drive a dragster to accelerate zero to 60 in three seconds and run tens in the quarter mile, give them a call. 866-480-7223. FrankHawley.com. The Dragster Adventure. And tell them you heard it on WFO. Hey, WFO Universe. Want to hear your favorite interviews before anyone else? I'm talking VIP access. Want to get right to the interviews? Go to patreon.com slash WFO radio. Get special VIP content, early access to interviews, and get straight to the interviews on patreon.com slash WFO radio. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash WFO radio. Become a patron. Become a WFO VIP. This is WFO Radio. 